1: This week we're releasing one of our bonus Patreon episodes. Um, We put our Patreon on hold for the time being until life kind of like settles down a little bit. But we plan to hopefully pick it back up soon. We're also, just want to let you know, we're also putting together a fun little Halloween episode for this upcoming weekend. So be on the lookout for that. And in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this episode. And I'm going to let y'all get into it. But first we have some info for you on another awesome podcast that we absolutely love. um, Starring another set of sisters named Megan and Kelsey. So, until next week, keep it awkward, y'all, and enjoy!
0: Are local lore, legends, and laughter your thing? Then come check out our podcast, or So They Say, where two sisters travel small-town America, one ghostly tale at a time. We're your hosts, Midwest Twins Megan and Kelsey. Join us every Thursday, where you get to hear not just the history behind haunted locations, but our own personal experiences as well. Faceless nuns? Check. Harmonica playing ghost? Check. Alcohol? You betcha. So join our spooky crew and drink along with us as we investigate a haunted place near you. Stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts at, or so they say. Come check us out. Bye. Bye.
1: Hey y'all! It's Crystal
0: and it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters,
1: true crime shit. Happy bonus episode day! Happy bonus episode day
0: for all of our listeners, our our Patreon, Patreonites, whatever Ooh. you want to call them.
1: <laughs> it's time for your
0: special is, extra
1: episode.
0: It it's is your time. special extra June episode. It's still
1: June. Right. It still counts it still counts for real (laughs) so don't judge us (laughs) I think for this bonus episode since we made you wait throughout the whole month we're just gonna go ahead and just jump right into it we don't have any extra stuff to talk about it so let's just do it we really don't (laughs) Um, we're boring it is my month to grace your ear holes with terrible tales so sorry about it this one is cuckoo for coconuts bananas crazy. So get ready for that. So I I really hope you don't know this one. You might know it, but it'll be it'll be fun if you don't. Um I've heard it tell me, tell me. <laughs> well, I've heard this case on a couple of other podcasts, like a while back or whatever. And every time I hear it, I'm like, what the fuck is actually happening? Like this is so crazy. This month I'm going to tell you all about the world's most stubborn murder victim, Michael Malloy. You know, Michael Malloy, you know. I know Michael Malloy, <laughs> well, it's, it's such
0: a, it's such a fun one though. And I say I fun, which say. is awful because he gets murdered, it, but <laughs> it is not a fun one. Like it's awful how he dies, but, um, <laughs> I will say it is definitely, it's an interesting, it is one.
1: Super interesting,
0: super interesting. Okay. I do know this one. I'm excited for you to say it or for you guys to hear it and for you
1: to tell it for sure. So let's do it. Michael Malloy had quite a few nicknames, including Mike the Durable, Iron Mike, Iron Mike Malloy, the Irish Rasputin, and the Juggernaut. So let's get into it. We're going to the Bronx in 1933. Mike Malloy was an Irish former firefighter who was down on his luck during the Great Depression. He was now unemployed, homeless, and super alcoholic super like majorly (laughs) yes so that got really sad really fast like he was this retired firefighter that like just real down on his luck um nobody really knew much about him he had no friends or real family and no definitive date of birth so like his actual birthday is unknown but he was born sometime in 1873 so he was either 59 or 60 at the time of his murder yes (laughs) he was just always seen around and would do like random ob- odd jobs. Like he would occasionally sweep out alleyways or like take out garbage for people and would rather be paid in alcohol than money. He would just go around these places and like, Hey, I'll do this. If you give me a beer, if you give me alcohol, cause I'm an alcoholic <laughs> and they were like, sure. I don't want to take the trash out. Go for it. Um, <laughs> he was a regular at Tony Marino's speakeasy where he would stop by every morning and request a morning's morning if you don't mind that's what he would say (laughs) let
0: me get one of those
1: morning mornings (laughs) (laughs) Um, he would usually continue to drink until he passed out at night so he'd drink all day now this was still during the prohibition and the great depression so marino is selling bootleg whiskey at his bar And he had a lot of open tabs that nobody ever paid on. So times are getting real hard for Marino. He's struggling to keep the bar open. Like it's the great depression. People don't have a lot of money, but they want their alcohol. One afternoon, Marino is sitting at his bar. He's having a few drinks with his friends, Francis Pasqua and Daniel Kreisberg. So Pasqua was a 24-year-old undertaker, and Kreisberg was a 29-year-old grocer and father of three young kiddos. So they're all sitting around. They're having a beer. They're talking about how hard times have been lately. Well, then they come up with this idea, an idea on how to get some quick cash. So they're like, we should take out a life insurance policy on someone and just, like, help them out with their death and then collect the money. Easy peasy. (laughs) easy piece it makes me
0: it's you know how, what is that movie there's a movie where the kid goes to college and in order to get or to stay in this dorm room or something van wilder like this person van no, wilder no, no 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 it's the one where the kid is like dead and they're trying to make Are they're trying, trying to out? make all i can think of is weekend at bernie's (laughs) no it's
1: not weekend at bernie's i don't have no Uh, idea what you're talking about i don't know i'm gonna need you to google that stuff and let me know (laughs) so i will continue dead man on campus i have never heard of that ever
0: yeah like two college roommates they go out and party and they get bad grades and then like they're like if your roommate dies you get an you get a day. So, like they're trying to fake his death or something. Oh my gosh. Like, anyways.
1: Okay. Yeah, well, sorry. They're not it trying just made to me fake- think
0: of that because it's not them trying to fake it. They're like literally trying to cash they're, in this life right. insurance to get money. Yeah. No, you're good. Yes. It just made me think of that. I always think of random movies when we're you doing do. these. It's fine. <laughs> so like, hey have you seen that movie? You're like, what the hell are you talking about?
1: <laughs> no, I have not. Focus. No. <laughs>
0: can you hear that truck
1: no i don't
0: oh okay sorry i I was gonna say you know you live in a redneck town when you've got trucks louder than they should
1: Uh, be louder than they should be (laughs) Continue. so marino had actually already pulled off a scheme like this before like the year before this and Pasqua knew it so marino had befriended a homeless woman named mabel carson And convinced her to take out a life insurance policy on herself, naming him as the beneficiary. So one cold night, he gave her tons of alcohol until she passed out, stripped off her clothes, laid her on a bed with a mattress and sheets that he had soaked with ice water, and he pushed the bed under an open window, and just like laid her on the bed, and she died. Obviously hypothermia. So her cause of death was listed as bronchial pneumonia. And Marino collected $2,000 for, for this. So Pasqua says to Marino, why don't you take out an insurance policy on Malloy? Marino's like, yeah, he probably doesn't have much longer anyways. Like the stuff is getting to him. Like he's, he's got, he's, he's basically, right. they're like, he's basically drinking himself to death. Anyways, we can just help him finish the job and collect some cash while doing it. So they look over at Kreisberg and he nodded, later stating that he only agreed to do this for the sake of his family, which like, whatever, dude, you still were part of it. You greedy, brah. You greedy. (laughs) So the murder trust was established. That's what newspapers later called them. The murder trust. Pasqua offered to do all the legwork and he paid an unnamed acquaintance to go with him to meetings with life insurance agents. So this acquaintance called himself Nicholas Mellory, and he gave his occupation as a florist. Then they added Joseph Red Murphy, Red was his nickname, to the trust. Murphy was a bartender who worked at Marino's Bar. So his job in this whole thing was to identify Malloy as Nicholas Mellory when he was deceased and claimed to be his next of kin and beneficiary. So he was going to say, that's my brother, like I'm his next to kin, whatever. It took them five months, but they were able to successfully take out three separate life insurance policies on Malloy, two with Prudential Life Insurance Company and one with Metropolitan Life Insurance Company. So if everything went as planned, they would all split $3,500. So today that would be equivalent to about $72,000. So
0: there's like that's
1: really not a lot of money. (laughs) That's not that much money, guys. Like you should you should try to think of something else. (laughs) You're like like 3,500 huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) it. And you just keep on adding the guys to the pack. They they did do that, they just kept adding guys. So I know, and I'm just like, (laughs) you just keep losing out on money, bro. Right. (laughs) So now all they had to do was help Malloy finish drinking himself to death. They're like, he's basically there. We got this. So one day, Marino told Malloy that the competition from the other bars around had forced him to, like, ease up on his rules a little bit. And he granted Malloy an open-ended tab. He was like, you can just drink for free, whatever you want. And Malloy was like, fuck yeah. like (laughs) It's on. (laughs) Right. challenge accepted (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) and challenge accepted indeed he's so accepted that challenge so marino gave him drink you broke motherfucker (laughs) motherfucker so marino gave him a shot of whiskey and as soon as he downed it marino had another shot ready for him so he just gave him shot after shot but remember malloy had been a heavy drinker for most of his life so he had built up this quite is a tolerance. Bitch. Yes. He's like, this is water. <laughs> this is water. I'm going to need 70 more. <laughs> he, people that were there that night said that Malloy drank on and on until finally Marino's arm got tired of pouring shots. And he was just like, well, whatever. I'm, I'm done. Like, <laughs> Just take the bottle. <laughs> just take the bottle. Why yes. are you still pouring them? <laughs> just hand him the bottle. Just hand him the bottle. <laughs> The whole time this is going on, Malloy's breath remained steady. Like he was not at all wavering. Finally, he thanked Marino for his hospitality and was like, see y'all tomorrow. And he left. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well, surely he left and like he'll be dead by morning. Like there's no way after drinking all of that, his liver is not going to just like explode. Like (laughs) he's, he's gonna, he's not gonna make it through the night. Well, they were so wrong. He was back at the bar the next day, ready to drink some more.
0: He's saying, give me another morning, morning. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) Another morning's morning,
0: please, good sir. So, (laughs) And they're like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Like you drank all the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) There's no morning's morning here. We're dry. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dry town now. For the next three days, Malloy would come in and drink unimaginable amounts of alcohol leave for the night and then come back the next day the trust was like what the fuck like (laughs) every night they think maybe he'll choke on his own vomit or stumble and fall (laughs) in his head i should every night they think i should have not opened this tab (laughs) right (laughs) they're like how much can he drink so on the fourth day Moy stumbled in the bar and he said boy do i have a thirst (laughs) they're like oh my god so, by this time... <laughs> oh my god, he's back! <laughs> by this time, they had told a couple other regulars about this plan and added them to the dress. Oh, god! Right. And Inclu- everybody gets two dollars a piece! <laughs> right. <laughs> Including petty criminals Edward Tin-Ear Smith and Tough Tony Bastone. So, Tough Tony was becoming super impatient and was like why don't we just shoot him in the head already like can, can <laughs> I can, can I shoot?" Him? collect
0: insurance
1: right they were like whoa there hold up calm down <laughs> <laughs> Murphy was like okay wait y'all why don't we just poison him like he's drinking whatever we give him anyways it should be super easy like you hand him something he's gonna drink it so they're like okay there you go that's the ticket you know that's a better plan (laughs) (laughs) that's another plan to just shoot him in the head somebody needs to get tony out of here (laughs) (laughs) tough tough tony needs to simmer down so (laughs) so marino started spiking his drinks so he started mixing turpentine with molloy's drinks just like you know that should do it right no that didn't seem to do anything so then is your alcohol a little stronger this time i like it <laughs> right <laughs> then um he started adding rat poisoning to the drinks they're like okay this has to do it to their surprise malloy just continued drinking the poison whiskey um they even started poisoning food that marino would serve him so marino marinated some oysters for days in wood alcohol aka methanol
0: Dang
1: wood alcohol. I was gonna say if you listen to our newest episode that just came out, told you all about wood alcohol and the effects and all that stuff. (laughs) Ain't supposed to drink it. Um, if you haven't listened to that one yet, it's a little it's slightly toxic. If you have not listened to that episode yet, you should go do that, but like not till you're done with this one. Like, don't do that. Um, so I'll just give you a quick rundown if you don't, if you haven't heard it. Symptoms that happen, even if you drink a tiny bit, um, headache nausea, dizziness, abdominal pain, vomiting, blindness, blindness. I was going to say, like I said before, as little as two teaspoons can cause permanent blindness and 15 mls could kill you. So like this has to do it. Malloy greedily ate all of the methanol oysters and asked for more to drink. (laughs) They're like, the hell? (laughs) he he's over here like
0: man you guys are my best friends you give me he really was he was
1: he really was he really thought these guys are my friends because they're just like hanging out with me suddenly hanging out with me all the time and they're just giving me all this free shit like these are my buds meanwhile they're trying to kill this poor guy the entire time and he has no idea (laughs) so when the (laughs) when the wood alcohol soaked oysters didn't work they were like let's just serve him shots of wood alcohol. <laughs> like that's gonna do it. So Marino would give him a shot of whiskey, like actual whiskey, and then a shot of wood alcohol. And then he'd switch back to whiskey like he would go back and forth. He's like, this should not take long like this this has to do it. So they kept waiting and waiting for him to just keel over and die, but he just kept on drinking night after night he would just drink shot after shot of wood alcohol just as fast as murphy could pour them it, like and nothing would happen that that's why he's called iron mike like got that iron stomach i don't know it doesn't make sense it, it, it's not an iron stomach i don't know what the fuck stomach it is
0: but, <laughs> so somebody, whoever whoever did an autopsy
1: on this one right they need to st- study that body for science for sure <laughs> so one night um after drinking a lot of whiskey slash wood alcohol malloy suddenly crumpled to the floor so the trust they like all fell silent and stared at him and like looked at each other and like is this it is this finally it um Pascua knelt down beside his body and checked for a pulse malloy was still breathing but his breath was slow and labored and so they decided this is finally it like we're just gonna sit here and wait for him to finally pass like anytime now so after a little while there was a long jagged breath and they're like that's it that had to be the death rattle he's done for well then malloy began to snore (laughs) (laughs) they all just stared in disbelief and he snored and slept deeply for a few hours and then suddenly (laughs) woke up rubbed his eyes and said give me some more of my old regular (laughs) It, it's slow and steady. He's just falling asleep. We'll just, we'll just fall asleep. So the trust started to realize that this plot to kill Malloy is actually starting to cost them money. They're supposed to be oh, making money, really.
0: <laughs> so they'd already
1: spent money on a bunch of wood alcohol, and now it was time to pay the monthly premiums on the three life insurance policies that they'd taken out. So he was supposed to be dead before the per- first premium was due. They're like, this is bullshit. Like, we have to actually pay for this to get it once he dies. So at this point, killing him was turning into a matter of pride. It was like he was mocking them by staying alive. <laughs> so Murphy was like, I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this. I got this, boys. He knew that Malloy loved sardine sandwiches that they served at the bar which sounds vomitous to me, but if you like sardines, you do you. I will not. (laughs) Yeah, that's a hard pass for me to do. Hard pass, but some people like them, Malloy loved them. So Murphy made him a special sardine sandwich. He opened the tin of sardines and let it sit open and just like rot for a few days. Then he prepared the sardine sandwich by seasoning it with shards of broken glass carpet tacks and shavings from the sardine tin can yeah so he serves him the sandwich they're like okay any minute now shrapnel is just going to tear his organs up <laughs> <laughs> like this has got to be it <laughs> that this was n- like it's extra chewy as blood like dripping down his <laughs> face. well this was not it he ate the entire sandwich and then asked for another one <laughs> like what the actual fuck is happening here <laughs> <laughs> so after this the trust called an emergency meeting they're like dude with the 20 people that are
0: trying to <laughs> kill <Right>. him
1: <laughs> the entire town is like y'all everybody come here this was supposed to be super easy like a quick way to make cash why won't this fool die like what's happening marina was like hey i killed that homeless woman with the cold maybe we can do that with malloy so let's like ice him and leave him outside overnight like just completely outside forget the open window let's leave him out so like they're like that's a good plan good job so let's do that so that night ready break so that night marino and pasqua waited until malloy drank himself unconscious as he does they threw him into the back seat of pasqua's car they then drove him to the Cretona park and, like, drug him through huge heaps of snow after they got him out of the car, you know, just to make sure he's nice and cold. And then they sat him down on a park bench, took off his shirt, and dumped water all over his head and chest. This whole time, Malloy never woke up from his unconsciousness. He he just did all this. He was none the wiser. Um, But, like, all right, there's no way he's going to survive this. He'll be dead by way before morning. Like, it's cold out
0: he walked in the bar the next morning and said man it's chilly out there
1: well kind (laughs) of so the next day when marino got to his bar he was shocked to find malloy asleep in the basement so apparently he had woken up after they left walked a half a mile back to the bar and persuaded murphy to let him in when malloy woke up he complained of a wee chill (laughs) So meanwhile, Tough Tony's like, okay, now can I shoot him in the head? <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're like, like, give it to the to Tony. <laughs> they're like, no, they're like, no, Tough Tony, we got this. Like, we can't do that. That's not gonna work. <laughs> so John Maglione, who was Tough Tony's sidekick, was also now a part of the Murder Trust because they let Good everybody night. in. And, <laughs> and he was everybody like, gets fifty cents, <laughs> right? And he's like, hey. I know this guy that will run him over with a car. All we got to do is pay him 150 bucks. That's it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. Let him in the trust. Okay, sure. So he's like, it's this guy I know named Henry Green. He drives a cab. He'll hit him. It's no big deal. He does this all the time. They're like, sure, why not? <laughs> he does this all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds like me on the
1: road. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. She just drives off the road occasionally. No big deal. That's fine. You
1: do do that a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not purposely. I'm a really bad driver.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. That is a, a historically known fact. Samantha's, it really is. I'm course. not trying. I'm, I'm definitely, She's like, really, I know it.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I don't understand how anybody gave me a driver's license. Oh, geez. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm really not that bad.
1: You've gotten oh. less bad over the years.
0: <laughs> I have. <laughs>
1: i'm not michael bad no no so they get malloy drunk as they do each time they have a great new idea right. and they all pile into green's cab with malloy spread out at their feet so green drove a few blocks down stopped and they pulled malloy out so tough tony and murphy held malloy up by his arms and kind of like half dragged him down the road because he's like not unconscious he's just like super drunk so green gunned the engine ready to plow full speed into malloy but out of the corner of his eye Magleon saw a flash of light and was like dude stop like something's happening somebody's coming green screeches to a stop and after a minute they all decided it's fine to go ahead the light was just a woman turning on a light in her living room nobody's paying attention to what they're doing so like okay it's fine it's fine so he guns the engine again speeds towards malloy to everyone's surprise, Molloy managed to move out of the way just in the nick of time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fell. <laughs> he just kind of stumbled out of the way. <laughs> so Green like turns around and tries again. And again, Molloy moved out of the way of the car. <laughs> They're literally He's literally just fucking with them.
0: <laughs> he's like, want to dance,
1: bruh? <laughs> so Green is like, i got this bastard this time and he turns around and floors it he comes at malloy gets up to 50 miles per hour and this time hits malloy dead on at 50 miles per hour but he doesn't stop there after he hits him he like throws the car in reverse and backs over malloy's body for good measure yeah right so they're about to get out and check on him to see if he's dead and they notice another car in the distance coming towards them so they speed off so they don't get caught and just like leave his body in the, in the road so now it's time for murphy to step up and do his job and he calls around to the hospitals and morgues to see if malloy's body was found by anyone um, he tells them his brother nicholas Mellory has been missing for a few days and he's like so worried about him and but nobody had any information for him regarding his missing sibling um they checked the newspapers every day for the next few days there was no reports of any like fatal car related accidents no hit and runs nothing they could find so now they're getting worried they're like this whole plan doesn't work if we do not have a body like we can't collect life insurance without proof that they're dead so five days went by with no word of malloy and Pasquale was like starting to panic so he decided their best bet would be to just kill another anonymous drunk and he's like any drunk will do at this point we just need to pass him off as Nicholas Mallory and these guys are literally the worst murderers ever (laughs) so (laughs) they actually do run over another man with a car to try to kill him and pass him off as Mallory but that man survived like (laughs) he also did not die they're the worst murderers (laughs) (laughs) so five days after running down malloy they're in the bar all of a sudden he limps in all bandaged up (laughs) looking only slightly worse than he normally does (laughs) and he says i sure am dying for a drink (laughs) so malloy told the guys that he remembered drinking with them and then he thinks they went outside because he remembered like cold air slapping him in the face and then he recalled seeing a glaring light like in its face and the next thing he knew he woke up at the fordham hospital with a broken shoulder and a fractured skull and all he wanted to do was get back to the bar so like he had to wait for them to let him out he just wanted to go hang out with his friends and get his drink on (laughs) His friends that are that tried to kill him, tried to kill (laughs) him all the times, and they were so bad at it. Now, by this time, yet another premium is due for the policies. They're real bad at this. They're real bad at this. The trust debated on hiring a hitman to take out Malloy, since (laughs) they clearly could not do it themselves. But they decided that that would cost them way too much money. The whole plan was already costing them too much money, right? so they're like that's out of the question they're Cuff like Tony's- this is nothing like that homeless woman So <laughs> Tony's like just let me shoot him in the head they're like no like calm down <laughs> <Stop>
0: so- <laughs> <asking>. <laughs> February 23rd
1: 1933 seven months after the murder trust like got together and devised this whole plan they finally killed Michael Molloy so that night after Molloy passed out as he does the trust took him to a hotel room that Murphy had rented. Once there, they took a hose that was connected to a coal gas heater and they put the other end of the hose into Malloy's mouth. And then they wrapped a towel tightly around his face. And within an hour, within an hour Michael Malloy was dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. So since Pasqua was an undertaker, he had a connection. He was a shady undertaker and he had a connection with a shady doctor named Frank Manzella. So Dr. Manzella filed a phony death certificate for Nicholas Mellory, saying that he died of lobar pneumonia, and then they quickly buried the body. They took the death certificate to the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company and got a check for $800 with no issues. They're like, well, that's not that much, especially since we're having to split this money between all the people now. because we keep telling everybody about how we're going to murder malloy and letting them in the trust (laughs) 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 but that's okay because we still have those two other policies at the prudential office so they go there and they're like hey so here's a death certificate for my poor dead brother he's really going to be missed so i'll like take those checks please and the Prudential life insurance people were like, cool. So we just need to legitimize your claim. So like, when can we see the body? And they're like, say what now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's already been buried. God rest his soul. Like he's, we've, we've already put him to rest. And the Prudential people were like, okay, so that's super sketch. So they called the and police. also we're <laughs> just going to have to exhume the body. <laughs> exactly. So they called the police and the police were like, yeah, let's exhume that body and like have a formal autopsy because that is in fact by another doctor that's not sketch (laughs) right so 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 the autopsy proved that everything involved was super sketchy he hadn't died of pneumonia he died of carbon monoxide poisoning which were two very very different things very Um, different (laughs) so police began investigating they start hearing stories about mike the durable at speakeasies all over town because everybody's talking about it like everybody knows what's going on at this point <laughs> they also heard rumors that mike had finally died after all of this so now the problem with having such a huge group of shady people come together to murder someone Is that these are all shady people
0: and and someone's going to talk. Yeah,
1: there's always going to be the one that just breaks down. So Green, the cab driver, was upset that his cut was so much less than everybody else's because he was only getting $150 for running him over. So he starts talking to the police. He's like, y'all, you should really look into this Merino guy. Word on the street is some random random homeless woman died last year and somehow he was the sole beneficiary on her life insurance plan sounds kind of similar like y'all should look into that and they're like huh well then all of a sudden out of nowhere supposedly completely unrelated tough tony was shot and killed by (laughs) joseph maglione his sidekick so it might seem like they're all starting to turn on each other who knows Mm -hmm. if that was unrelated or not but It appeared that the whole trust was falling apart. Everyone's turned on each other. Before long, there was enough evidence to charge everyone else in the murder trust. So Pasqua, Marino, Kreisberg, and Murphy all appeared before the Bronx County Courthouse. First, they all tried to plead insanity. And the court was like, nah, like, <laughs> that's cute. No, you that's planned this for well over
0: seven months. You're right. not insane. <laughs> you
1: literally told everybody in all the bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> <You're just> stupid, <laughs> so then they all tried to implicate each other. They're like blaming it he on did everybody it. No, else. He did it. No, right. he did it. Yeah. Finally, they all came together and they're like, it was tough. Tony, who is also now dead. So he can't say <laughs> anything about it like tough tony he wanted like to shoot the, him. like he wanted to he shoot wanted him, to, him in the head <laughs> he the boy who cried wolf you right. have 12 different stories which one is it well none of their 12 stories worked they were all found guilty of murder and several attempted murders um so in june and july of 1934 pasquale marino kreisberg and murphy were all executed in old sparky the electric chair at sing sing prison the same prison that john romanelli Yep. went to for two years
0: so um, if you haven't
1: listened to the last episode <laughs> you should listen to it it's a good one so um green was the only member of the trust to escape execution and instead was sent to prison for his part and then dr manzella was charged as an accessory after the fact and was held on ten thousand dollar bail so that is the murder and several failed attempted murders of iron mike malloy <laughs> good old iron mike <laughs> the most stubborn murder
0: victim of all time who ends up dying from carbon monoxide which is awful. Oh, it's sad. awful
1: it was an awful way to die because he just stuck a hose in his mouth yeah <laughs> like here you go oh and fun fact his murder investigation was one of the first ones to be investigated by the new york city medical examiner's office so that's oh cool.
0: that is a fun i didn't
1: know that yeah yeah that's a fun fact that's a hmm. little fun factoid for you but yeah that's, that's iron mike Malloy <laughs> and tough tony and the and the gang good old good old tony good old let's tough just tony. shoot him in the head <laughs> like calm down <laughs> tough tony good
0: night so yeah well until our next um extra episode next extra it's your turn next, next time it is it is so for all of our already followers and patreonites
1: that um, would please. be everybody that's listening to this because that's yeah, all, that, that's that's all to. that can listen to this go
0: tell your friends tell go your, your friends, friends y'all tell yeah. your friends well let's be awkward okay okay bye, okay, bye.